The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Wonderful introduction, and today is June 11, 2023, and here are the topics that will be discussed in this week's edition of the Serious Science of the J. Ralph Show. Good afternoon. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. We're going to turn now to the Supreme Court and the surprise decision on voting rights, finding that Alabama's congressional maps are unfair to black voters. Breaking overnight, police in Acala, Florida, have now arrested a homeowner for the fatal shooting of a mother of four in front of her nine-year-old son. It was a tragic end to an ongoing feud between neighbors, and the case is testing the state's stand-your-ground law. Deja Taylor is now facing federal gun and drug charges, and according to her attorney, she plans to plead guilty. Newport News police previously said Taylor legally purchased the 9mm handgun her son used to shoot his first grade teacher, but a newly filed federal complaint now says Taylor lied on her application to purchase and possess the gun. Online radio at its best. Heavenly Father, as the sun rises and the world awakens around me, I come before you with a heart full of gratitude and a soul overflowing with hope. Today, I ask for your guidance and strength to help me face the challenges and obstacles that may come my way. As I begin this new day, I am reminded of the many blessings you have bestowed upon me. I am grateful for the gift of life, for the breath in my lungs, and for the opportunity to live each day to its fullest. I am grateful for the people you have placed in my life, for their love, support, and encouragement. And I am grateful for the countless ways in which you have shown me your love and mercy. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is a serious side on a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying your day. I'm Jay Rao. Of course, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my big sister in the house, Miss Elias in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Hallelujah! It's just good to be I heard. Hallelujah, and that's about it. What else did you say? <laughs> I said hallelujah. It's just really good to be in the house with everybody. Absolutely. I echo that, uh, and I second that emotion. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Real Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, 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 Good morning,
And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Call in number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. A lot has happened since the last time we talked to you all live. We have so many. This is one of those days where you say, "My God, we don't have enough time." <laughs> but thank goodness, wow. we do have this portion of the show where we can kind of rap and clap and talk about things that we're not going to cover. Uh, during uh, the course of the regularly scheduled show. So, you know, let me just get into this thing. All right. Last time we were all here live, uh, we didn't have Ron DeSantis in the race. We did not have Mike Pence into the race. We did not have Chris Christie in the race. Now that the big three have showed up, Mr. Elias, man, your thoughts on the presidential contenders or pretenders who have now entered the fray. I, I think that it made it better for Donald Trump, to be honest. You know? I, honestly, I do. I just think with those three entering the race, mm. you know, especially with Pence and DeSantos, Chrissy, I don't think he got a shot in hell to doing anything. But with those two, that are divided enough of the votes to uh, to really put Trump, Trump ahead again. So that's the way I look at it. Interesting. What about you, Vanessa? Um what do you think about the uh, newcomers to the uh, presidential uh, uh, the presidential uh, race that's uh, happening in 2024? Well, what do you think about these guys who are now in the race? I I personally, good morning, Les. I disagree morning, with Les because I think that throwing that many people names in the hat at the beginning is going to divide up the vote. You got these people that's going to vote for Nikki Haley because they're just going to vote for a woman. You got that group of people. Then you right. got Chris ain't he's not going to get in there, but he's still going to carry some votes because some people do like him. Okay, Santos is a nut of the state, and so those people who think he's like Trump, he's going to get those votes, and then you're going to get the people who don't want Trump in place they're going to vote for Mike Pence. So, because I looked hmm. at his thing that he had, and it was like, whoa. So, I think at the beginning, with all of those different names in the hat is going to take mm-hmm. away from Trump. At the beginning. I really do. Because I have a girlfriend who ran for a position in Houston just to break up the votes from the other person, and they ended up having a runoff. So, it worked. And they paid her to do it. Well, this is the reason why I'm going to disagree with you on that, because his following, and you can tell that he has the majority of the Republican base. And the reason why you can tell this is because none of these pretenders are really going after him direct, with the exception of Chris Christie. You know, Ron uh-huh. DeSantos tried to come at him a little bit, but once again, and you know what we're going to talk about here in about 10 to 15 minutes, you know... That was a perfect example, and I don't want to bleed into that topic, but that's a perfect example of telling you how they're trying to find a way to pacify Trump voters by saying that they will support whatever. So I just think that we have a repeat of 2016, that you have so many people in the fray, and Vanessa, you broke it down eloquently. Basically, what's going to happen is people are going to be siphoning off to Nikki Haley but she's barely registering in the polls. You have people who's going to like to tough talk to Chris Christie. And Chris Christie has taken a calculated risk this time because he's saying, look, 
if Trump can be bombastic and get all the votes, then I'm going to come after him and just talk about him. And, you know, he still doesn't like Jared now, and so he's throwing him under the bus as well. And then you have the people who's going to like Ron DeSantos, who looks like a miniature mini-me of Trump. But I think when it's all said and done, it's like gerrymandering districts. Trump will still be the one with the most votes. And I think he will win the primary. I agree with that. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, so I think that that all these people in the race, all it's doing is clearing the path for him, I think, clearing, up, clearing it out for him. So, you know, we'll see, but, but wow, so you know, we have I a really lot of people. Mike Pence is going to win. <laughs> well, I wouldn't bet on that. He's weak. He's not going to win. Okay. There's no well, way on God's green earth he's going to win. You do have some Republicans. They don't want Trump to win. He is not going to win. He is not going to win. It's not going to be close. Let's say he don't win, Jay. Jay, Let's say he don't win, and that's fine. That's fine. He's certainly going to come out way ahead of Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, that black guy who was just thrown. The black guy was just thrown in the ring to throw people in the ring. So that's what I'm saying. We, Jay, we said the same exact thing. We said the exact same thing. Just, just, just to wow. it up. Well, Mr. Elias, that laugh means you have something to say. What say you? Uh, I do. No, I just, I, no, no, I just <laughs> laugh. She's right. Because the brothers is that it's like, hey, nobody talks about Scott. Ain't nobody said a word. They, they not, well, you know, we mentioned everybody, but, but. God is not even a, he's not even in a, well, uh, in, in well, a contingency to get votes. Well, I mean, none of them I mean, are. I, I think mean, you, they just throw them people in there just to break it up. You got some people going to vote for him just to be black. Well, well so, I mean, they, when you say they, it's like it's a concerted effort for people just to say, hey, you go run. I mean, these are egos. These people think they can actually win. You know, Tim Scott is wasting his time and his donor's money. So is Nikki Kaley. You know, the only one that has a legitimate shot, as far as I'm concerned, is that fool Ron DeSantos. And the more and more he talks and the more and more people start paying attention to his nonsense, he's going to fade to black, too. None of them can win a general election. It, it, they just yeah, can't. Just... Okay, so yeah. wait a minute. Let, wait a minute. Let's, let's turn it back a little bit. So I agree DeSantos is going to be in there, but you know what? You are not giving, and, and I think he is a calm Trump. DeSantos acts like Trump. He's the mini-me of Trump. My he's not kid. a calm Trump. That's for damn no, sure. He's not calm. He's an right. idiot. And so, no. that, so, he's a so what idiot. I'm saying is Mike Pence is the calm, sneaky Trump. Yes, he is. He acts, we always said that during the whole time, y'all. We all he said is. that he acts like he's, he is nothing but Trump, but he's quieter. And he's a little bit more low-key. I think what, what he's going to get something. Trump, DeSanto, Mike Pence. Then it's going to be Mike Pence and Trump. I do. What, what we said was that he's more dangerous than Trump. Because right. he's more educated than Trump. He's not right. a mini Trump as far as I'm concerned. Because I they all have the same Trump. policies. I, I get it. He's, well, you're saying he's a quieter version. He's not going he to is. win because he's... Well, but Vanessa, trust me when I tell you this. 
that okay. he has already been touched by Donald Trump. He it's a wrap. I you know they were yelling, "Hang Mike Pence!" Hang Mike Pence! Yeah, Hang Mike Pence! They view him as a traitor. He was so they would he never was booed. Tell him, Mister Elias, he was booed at CPAC. Yeah. It's a wrap for him. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah, but it he got the wrap. school teachers. He got the school teachers, and he's not going to make a difference. Okay. All right. You right now, because the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. I listened oh, to Mike Pence. Mike Pence had me taking notes on his thing. I never take notes when Republicans are up there talking. Never. I got three pages of notes of things that I like that Mike Pence said. Uh-oh. Okay, we're going to move on because I, you know, thank goodness. Three pages. <laughs> thank goodness I still can't get to the comments from this show. And I, I, I folks, I'm just baffled at that. I can't, I'm trying to do it. It's just hard. So, but, but thank goodness because, boy, I know they will be coming in after that comment. All right, we're going to move on uh, in the few minutes we have left. Oh, I don't care. They All right. Well, I understand, Vanessa. The PGA Tour and Liv, they have combined. And now, I mean, you know, when you go back and listen to the PGA commissioner, what he said a year ago, compared to what he said just a few days ago, once again, there is no there there is no honor amongst dinner thieves. It's all about the money. And people can even go back and say when, you know, when, remember when President Biden gone overseas and he shook the hand of the uh, Saudi prince? Did he fist bump? He did something. But, you know, once mm-hmm. again, money talks. We know this guy had everything in the world to do with he ordered the killing of that Washington Post reporter. They chopped that mm-hmm. dude up. Shoggy. He walked yeah. in a building, and he never came out. They mm-hmm. chopped him up. They probably threw him in a garbage disposal or something. It's crazy, but yet and still, the United States is saying, look, they are a strategic partner. We have to do business with them. But the PGA Tour doesn't have to do business with them. It's all about money, Mr. Elias. What a shameful mm-hmm. day. I don't watch golf anyway, but I'll tell you what, I'll never watch it again. And think about Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Now, they told these, these two guys were the face of the PGA saying, look, we're not joining the Saudis. They had everything to do with 9-11. They chopped up this reporter. You know, Rory had a chance to make $500,000. Tiger Woods had a chance to make $800 million, I should say. And they didn't take the money. Now, the golfers who took the money, it looks like they came out on top because now they're combined. What, what, what do you, your thoughts, please, Mr. Elias, on this? I thought, I, I, thought was, I, thought it, I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was, you know, it was uh, immoral. But, you know, money talks and BS runs the marathon. And that's where that thing goes, man. So they got the Saudis got that money from their oil, and uh, now now, we got, now these people got to pay the piper, man, and it doesn't make a difference. Who has to pay the piper? No one's paying mm-hmm. the piper. The people that lost out uh, was Tiger Woods the, and all these golfers who stayed no, committed to the PGA. No, I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about the PGA, the uh, the Pro Golf Association has to pay the piper. They do. They're paying. They, come on, man. They, they, what do you they, mean they, by they, that? They they look like crap right now, and you know, oh, and, and guess how many people, you know, how many guess how many people are gonna follow a bunch of them? Well, of course, they will. It doesn't matter these people. They look, they took the calculated risk. 
They don't stand on morals and principles. It's it's crazy how money can come in and make you change who the hell you are at your core. Money and power mm-hmm. changes yeah. everything about a person. It is a damn shame. Yeah. It really and truly that's, is. That's where the country is ran. This is where well, the country is. Not, I, I don't have any money and I ain't got no power. I can just sit up here and talk trash about all of them. Well, both of those are lies, but we'll but but how we digress. Okay, last but certainly not least, uh, in the thirty well, we have about a minute left. Uh, the Unabomber, Vanessa, he's gone. He died in prison at the age of eighty-one. Uh, any thoughts on the Unabomber passing? Uh, the passing of the Unabomber. Hell, I mean, no. And that's the up. And that's one of the things y'all gonna kill me. And that's one of the things that my kids say. When people know that they're going to get life in prison or people know that they're going to get executed, why the hell are we paying for them in prison for 20 years? Go ahead. Let them go ahead and, and, and put in that they want to get it redone for one year and then put their asses in the electric chair. I agree. Well, I, I always did, did, said that. He said that? Okay, wow. Well, I'll tell yeah, you what. We, he did. Okay, a little, okay, well, a little later in the show, when we you know, when we say hello again, we say good morning, I want to talk about that a little bit because I did not know he said that. And and, and yep. Mike Pence is one of those guys that, oh, he calls his wife mother. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, we're going to step out. We're going to take an NPR News uh there's an news update coming up, and we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. And I think you guys know what topic number one is. It's the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two seventeen minutes after the hour. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> wow. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Wilman. House Republicans say they'll escalate their probes into the Biden administration after Friday's indictment of former President Donald Trump. Republicans, including House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, are claiming the special counsel acted unjustly. NPR's Claudia Grisalis explains. McCarthy, like members of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, have been quick to publicly come to the former president's aid and say they're going to take whatever steps necessary to defend him. That involves an effort that's already been underway by House Republicans to discredit the Justice Department and this criminal federal investigation against Trump. While also ramping up their own probes into President Biden, his administration, and his family. The Republican-led House Judiciary Committee, which is led by a member of the Freedom Caucus, this is Jim Jordan of Ohio, is several months into these investigations. And then simultaneously, the House Oversight Panel, which is led by Kentucky Republican James Comer, has also double-teamed these efforts. The man known as the Unabomber has died in a federal prison in North Carolina. Sasha Cordner from member station WUNC reports. Ted Kaczynski was serving four life sentences for mailing or hand-delivering bombs over a 17-year period that ended in the mid-1990s, killing three people and injuring nearly two dozen others. According to Federal Bureau of Prison spokesperson Christy Brashears, he was found unresponsive in his cell early Saturday morning. Kaczynski had been at the Federal Prison Medical Center in Butner at the time. He was then transferred to a local hospital where he was later pronounced dead. He was 81. The cause of death is still unknown. For NPR News, I'm Sasha Kortner in Chapel Hill. Former President Donald Trump is calling his historic indictment ridiculous and baseless. His comments came Saturday during his first public appearances since the indictment on 37 criminal charges was unsealed. Speaking in North Carolina, he tried to frame the indictment as an attack on not just him, but on his supporters as well. He's accused of illegally retaining classified documents after he left office. 
French President Emmanuel Macron warned his Iranian counterpart, Ebrahim Raisi, on Saturday about the consequences of delivering drones to Russia. Here's Eleanor Beardsley reports the two leaders held a phone call over the status of French citizens detained by Iran. A statement released by the Elysee said Macron expressed relief over the recent liberation of two French citizens held over a year in Iran. But the French president said he was still deeply preoccupied with the situation of four other French nationals still being held over accusations of spying and demanded their immediate release. Macron also warned Raisi of the gravity, both humanitarian and security, of delivering drones to Russia. He called on Tehran to immediately stop its support of what he called Russia's aggressive war against Ukraine. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Online radio at its best. Good afternoon. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens of the Southern District of Florida, and I invite everyone to read it in full to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice, and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. We have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. Welcome back in, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Obviously, uh, a no-brainer, uh, the lead story this morning, the indictment of Donald Trump. And if you've been listening to this show, you know what time it is. You know what I'm going to ask. Mr. Elias, now that Donald Trump has been indicted for a second time, do you think, sir, that Donald Trump will spend time in jail when this is all said and done. Uh, in, the, in the mortal words of Mr. Bullwinkle and his great song, <laughs> Hell no! No, 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 no! No! Okay. Well, Vanessa... I'll ask you the same question, and obviously at some point, because every time I ask this question, trust me when I tell you, it's recorded. So, Vanessa, I'll ask you the question that I always ask after something major happens. Do you think Donald Trump will spend time in jail? And I always say he's going to spend about 24 hours in jail, and that's about it. He's not going to serve time. I always say the same thing. Okay. So your answers are consistent. Now, here I'm going to ask myself the question, Jay. Do you think Donald Trump is going to spend some time in jail? In the words of, what, who is it, Mr. Elias, Mr. Moingo? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
When I tell you, he was indicted on thirty-seven, I think, counts mm-hmm. of of uh, uh, of of. Uh, <laughs> when I think about it, thirty-seven counts. These are felony counts, and we're talking about charges that are equivalent to espionage. Mm-hmm. The type of documents that they found in Florida is something that the average American cannot comprehend. Now, if you are a huge James Bond fan like I am, and I don't know if you remember, I can't remember if it was Skyfall, but there was one uh, movie where all of a sudden the disc got into the other people, you know, into the bad guy's hands, and they exposed these people, and they started killing these folks. We have people who are implanted with terrorists. We have people who are deep, 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 deep undercover. Donald Trump had access to this information. He had this information in Florida. I don't think people really understand the seriousness of these crimes. And I'm telling you, he's going to jail. There's no doubt in my military mind. Say what? He's going to jail. There's no way. But he's going to jail for how long? I mean, is he going to jail for 24 hours? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Vanessa, this ain't, listen, listen. Hell, I look, some of my best friends went into jail for 24 hours. Trust me, when I tell you this, the type of information they found, and, and once again, just, I held a top secret security clearance. I'm telling you now, what they found at that man's property is something he is not going to wiggle out of this. And if he does, you might as well stick a match to the Constitution because there's no okay. way they can okay. let this so man wait. get away with so it. Wait. It's ironclad. So okay. Protesting, I thought this was hilarious. They were protesting, and they one stupid lady said, they, they're, they're fake, this is all fake. They're setting him up. And the news person said, but... He had the documents in his hands. He was just playing with them people. This is not real. They're setting him up. I tell Bobby, them some stupid ass people who really think that they're setting him up. Oh, they're crazy. They're out there protesting that somebody is setting him up when he's out there showing that he's got the documents. He didn't know that those documents was there. You idiot. They were in his bedroom, his bathroom. His other bathroom, the pool room. The shower, the office space. I'm But check this out, y'all. We're talking hundreds of boxes. They have evidence of him actually being involved with the movement of these boxes. They have him on tape saying, hey, you know, you know I could have declassified him when I was president, but I can't do mm-hmm. it now. I mean, he is in trouble. And yeah. let me tell you something. Y'all can sit here. And, 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 that's right. I'm reading it. He says on two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows. <laughs> and he said in 2020 at Trump's National Golf Club in Bethminster, New Jersey, during an audio recorded meeting with the writer, publisher, and two members of his staff, none whom uh, possessed the security clearance. Trump showed and described a plan to attack that Trump uh, that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense's senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't. You know, 
uh, uh, you know, but this is still a secret. And I'm going to say 2022 at that this, uh, country club. Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance or classified map mm. related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to representatives and that the representative should not get too close. <laughs> wow. So, so, so what you off. just read, what you mm. just read tells mm. me and should tell everybody everything they need to know. Y'all can sit here and say he's not going to jail. He's going to jail. You cannot, military operations, folks, this is real. And I'm here to tell you, he's going to jail. And there's no doubt about it. They have to. There's no way. You think about the people who have been convicted of this. They have all gone to jail. You well, cannot, because he's a former president, sit here yeah, and say, well, you know. Mike Pence, uh, going to jail. whoever gets it is going to um they're going to release him. They're going to. Um, well, you know, let me say this about that. I think that DeSantos will probably do it. I think Mike Pence, you know, and this is the part where we argue. No, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. Let me tell you, I don't think he would. I, once he becomes president, I don't think he would. I really and truly, because that's why I say he's dangerous. Mike Pence knows what he's doing. Speaker McCarthy, these Republicans in Congress are putting out this inflammatory language. Oh, yeah, it's on now. I mean, these, we have a bunch of crazy people in office. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she put up a sign in the hallway that said F them all in Congress. And so people were like, oh, they laughed at her. So she's sitting, she's trying to convene the chambers. We're going to follow the decorum of the chamber. And everybody, all the Democrats bust out laughing. Are you serious, you? Out of all people saying decorum, while you're shouting down the president during the State of the Union, while you're hanging up profanity in the halls of, of uh Congress, this is serious, and people need to understand that. This is no joke. Mr. Elias, I'm telling you, the guy's going to jail, and I'm telling okay. you, he's going to spend some time in jail. Now, how long? Okay. Maybe it'll be three, because, listen, they're already talking to the Secret Service on how, because they, because they can't go to jail with them. You know what's so funny about this, man? Remember a couple of years ago, we had this conversation. The Remember we had to put that person out. Oh, yeah. Another, oh, well, my goodness. And, and, you know, and that's another thing, too. How the hell did she come back up in the rotation? You know? They said and, that it wasn't. It wasn't. She just came back up on rotation. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's bullcrap. If she had any ounce of decency, she would recuse herself. But a lot of the people that Trump, well, she's not, but a lot of the people that Trump appointed to the bench, uh, you know, a lot of legal scholars are saying there's no way they would be qualified to sit on a local town commission versus being a, you know, a federal judge. But he put these people on the bench and Congress approved it. So, I, you know, this is, it's a shameful day in America and. It's just shameful that that we have people like this, you know, that represents portions of this country. It's it, it's really sad. I mean, we laugh and we joke, but it's a sad situation because young men and women lives are on are at risk now. These documents were sitting just out. This is a club. 
He has members. He's just walking around. There's no security mm-hmm. to him whatsoever. None. Mm-hmm. None. Nope. But um, you still I, I, have people that is trying to put him, Biden, in the same category, which mm-hmm. Biden and Mike Pence said, whatever it is you think I got, just come to my house and come and get it. But then, yeah. and then you well, got these other people that say, that's talking about Hillary and the 100,000 emails that she had or oh whatever. Gosh. So what? It wasn't in her bathroom for everybody to come through there and see it. Yeah, but <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right. That's what they're saying right now. That's that's exactly what they're saying. I've listened to some talk radio, and everybody's talking about, you know, uh, Biden had him, so why didn't he be in charge, you know? And then Mike Pence had him, why didn't he be in charge? And then what about Hillary's email? And then, you know, Resorts, and then so they can use that result 
their resort, and they were charged. He charged the yeah. federal government. He charged the federal government when he came to Trump Towers for he charged the Secret Service people. I mean, he's been. I mean, it's the biggest. It's to me the biggest scam in history, and they just allow it to go on but under Jay, their noses. It's okay, Jay. Jay. Why is it okay? It's okay. You know why? Because Donald what? Trump is on every single dime that he stole by making them pay for stuff for his company, like the hotels was right there in Washington. He's going to need all of that money to pay his attorneys, baby, because they are quitting. Well, he, well, he, well trust me. His donors are going to pay those attorneys. He's not coming out of his pocket. Because this idiot is still sending money. What you say, Mr. Elias? The, uh, the hotel in D.C. has been sold to, to, to one of his contributors. So that hotel is not in the hotel. Now? The Which one in D.C. has been sold. The one in Which D.C. One oh, in really? DC? Yes. Really? It has been sold, well, yes. But, 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 but wait a minute. But we all know that most of the buildings that Donald Trump has his name on, he doesn't own them. Right. He just puts he his name the on name. He sells the building and he puts his on the building. He told that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, that's, that's not even the deal. But then you got to figure out which one he really owned and which one of his name just didn't own. They said they, he, he sold it to a contributor and made way more than what it was supposed to make, and the hotel has, has been devalued from what it was supposed to be. Oh, of course. Remember the story we did a few years ago where he had his name on a hotel overseas somewhere, and uh, the company is so the, the people that own the suit want to take his name off of it, and he sued for it yeah. to stay up. I mean, he, he's he is a cancer, and but what's so horrible about this? He is a rapid form of cancer that can kill quickly because he has too many Americans that support Ooh, him. I mean, it's, well, it's the truth, Vanessa. It's the truth. Because there's no way, you know, and I say this all the time, we say this all the time on the show, what if Barack Obama did have this mess? Ooh, he, he, okay, let's talk about Barack that. Obama I didn't know who, so wait a minute, there was a man on MSNBC, Jay, the other day that said, what if Barack Obama had this? That he would have been in jail a long time ago waiting for uh-huh. this information. They said, I don't know, but he uh-huh. was a Republican. He was a Republican, and he did say that. I was like, what? Did a Republican just say that? Sure did. Well, it's the truth. I was watching uh, MSNBC earlier in the week, and they had John Kasich on there. He's a paid contributor now. You know who he is. He was the he's the former uh, uh, governor of Ohio, and they were talking about you know the elections, and they were saying how yeah, some of these CNN dark is horses. Yeah, Republican. Did you know that? Well, that's uh-huh. you know well they've been trending in that direction for the minute for a while, but uh, but but anyway, so so. And when you say we're going Republican, I just want to make sure that these news, uh, all these news outlets, they lean one way. We all know the MSNBC kind of leans left. Um, you know, CNN, to me, was leaning a little left. Now they're more, they're leaning more right. And, you know, obviously everybody knows what Fox News is. But but this Republican that they were talking to, I mean, John Kasich, they were talking, they were saying, well, you know, one of these people, you know, we're concerned about one of these people like a Nikki Haley or maybe a Tim Scott or even Ron DeSantos. These guys, you know, they can capture magic in a bottle like Barack Obama. And, and then what, so then he jumped. He said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. He said, no, 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 no. He said, no, 
He said there would never be another Barack Obama. He said that guy, and I was listening to John Casey. He said that guy, when he, he walks in the room, he said it's a whole different. He said that guy is magic. He said there's nothing. Trust me. He said trust me when I tell you this. There's nobody on the in the Republican Party can can even touch him. So, you know, Republicans are, after the fact, they know what type of impact Barack Obama had. They knew that at some point, because they were saying that Barack Obama was a dark horse until he won Iowa. And then when he won Iowa, then people started paying attention. And so they were saying, well, maybe the same scenario can happen now on the Republican side. And he's like, no, not going to happen. So closing out on this whole thing with Donald Trump being indicted, he reports uh, he has to uh, surrender, so to speak, on Tuesday of next week, of this week, I should say. Um, and once again, he's going to be read his rights. Uh, now, a normal person, they would cuff him and go and arrest him. But obviously, because of who he is and, and, and what he is, uh, he gets the opportunity to come in and surrender. Um, and I think his passport will be taken. Uh, he will pose for mugshots. He will be fingerprinted. Um, and then he will probably be released uh, you know, for obvious reasons. So now, that being said, give me your final thoughts on this one because, you know, for me, I think he's going to jail. Uh, there's no doubt. Of, there's no doubt in my military mind he's spending time behind bars, and we need to get Do ready you for a revolution. Think that he's going to jail on Tuesday. Well, no, they're not going to keep him. They're, they're not going to keep him. Well, yeah, they're going to release him on that. They're going to. They're probably not going to charge him bail. I mean, you know, he's still getting special treatment. There's no doubt about it. That you and I, we'd have to post money before we walk out of there. Well, he but that's not going to happen. Well, you have to. Well, well, you have to. He's a former president of the United States, and so what message does this send to the rest of the world? You know, we're telling people that democracy is this, and you know, we're the shining city on the hill. And I bet you they're sitting back saying, "Look at these dudes. Look at these clowns." How are you going to preach to us about corruption and you have a president that is doing the exact same thing, and now y'all are going to arrest him? Some people hope that maybe countries can see that, hey, listen, no one's above, you know, the rule of law, regardless of who you are. But it still, set up, it still sets a, a, a very bad precedent. And, Mr. Elias, I'm going to tell you this. I think that guy has damaged the presidency forever. I don't think people can ever look at it as the same. I think it's damaged forever. The prestige well, of that office, damaged. to me, is just gone. It's damaged because uh, now you need to put rules in place as far as, you know, the peaceful transport of power. We've got to put rules in place for, you know, elections and all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's been damaged. You're right. It's damaged beyond repair, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, think it is. I don't think it's damaged beyond repair. I think it can be repaired if you've got another person in office, be it a white Barack Obama or a black uh, Barack Obama. I think it can be repaired. We might not see it less in our lifetime. Uh, you might because your family live a long time. But I, might, I probably won't see it being repaired in my lifetime. But it, it can be repaired. It can I mean, we all know that that Donald Trump is Satan. We know that. We know he's passing it on. I mean, but it, it, it can be repaired. I just, I have to have that much, I have to have faith in God 
that he wanted us to see all of the evilness in the world for a reason and that he's going to turn it around. I have to believe that God is going to fix this. Huh. You know what? Uh, well said. That's a drop the mic moment. All right. Wow. In this week's edition of Reforming is the last something that you need to know. We're going to take a look at the oil boom that the United States of America is experiencing. You know, usually that's a good thing, but in this week's edition, we're going to take a closer look at it and see, is it really a good thing to try to stabilize the market? It's convenient time in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. Keep it right here. We'll be right back. Yes, it's, uh, I need to go back up. Well, thank you, Vanessa. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> a few years ago, I drove 500 miles across the flat land of Texas. Mostly flat. We came over a ridge, and what spread out in front of us was the Permian Basin, a vast region once covered by a sea. It's more recently been a center of the Texas oil industry, meaning it is a traditional scene of boom and bust as prices go up and down. Now companies are trying for discipline and a steadier approach. NPR's Camila Dominoski drills down on this story. The Permian Basin went bust a few years ago, and then boom time came back. But oddly quiet boom time. Not totally quiet. Unit drilling Boss Rig number 404 is looming over the scrubby flatlands of West Texas like a rocket launch pad, minus the rocket. Long sections of pipe are added to the drill, pushing the bit deeper and deeper. It's currently about 1,800 feet underground. There are a lot more steps before this well will be producing any oil, but the smell of it is already potent. We're drilling with oil-based mud, which is a little stinkier. It's got diesel in it. I was going to ask if the smell was from the generators or if it was coming out of the well. No, it's coming out of the mud. Coming out of the mud. The reason is water would react with the formations and come in on us. It's really the only way we can effectively drill this rock. Put a hand on the rail. Yep. Steve Pruitt is the CEO of Elevation Resources. This drilling rig is part of a mini boom for his company. The rig runs 24-7 for weeks, pulling up rocks from deep underground, mixed in with that oily mud. Drilling rigs like this are always running in the Permian, putting new wells into the ground, a lot of them during booms, just a few of them during busts. But for the last year, as oil prices skyrocketed and then settled, the number of rigs has actually held pretty much steady, right around the middle of that range. Holding steady might sound like, okay, that's not a big deal, but these are U.S. shale producers. Holding steady just isn't what they do. Angie Gilday is the head of U.S. energy at the accounting firm KPMG. She says before the pandemic, when there was an increase in prices, the U.S. shale players would rush in and uh, increase production to try to capture that price increase. Prices go up, more rigs, which meant more money and more oil and eventually too much oil driving a bus. Since COVID, what we're seeing is investors are actually demanding more discipline. Discipline for an oil producer means sending money back to investors instead of firing up every drilling rig you can. Overall, oil production in the Permian is still growing, but gradually, not like it used to. That's good for oil investors who get more cash. It's been good for oil companies. It's not so great for consumers. Keeping supply lower than it could be can be a recipe for higher prices. On the other hand, this steady growth approach has been pretty good for oil workers like Jason Rodriguez. 
We're pretty busy right now, actually. He works running explosives into new oil wells. In his spare time, he fixes up a 76 Chevy pickup truck with his 12-year-old son, Aaron. At a car show in Midland in West Texas, I asked what he thought about the future. Eventually, I think the oil will start dying down and go all electric and have hovering cars. But not for a while. And Rodriguez, who works 16-hour shifts for 14 days at a time, he plans to retire in 15 years. By then, then they can do whatever they want. Whether or not they think oil demand will go down eventually, pretty much everyone in the oil patch agrees there's a lot of money to be made right now. Camila Domina, NBR News. Come on, let's go. Just a minute, I gotta finish this. Wait, you're gonna post those pictures of Mary? Yep. She thinks she's so hot. But her mom and dad will see them. Her grandmother, her little sister, everyone she knows, it's gonna kill her. Who cares? Just a couple of pictures. It's no big deal. No big deal? Don't. This has gotta stop. Stop cyberbullying. The results could be deadly. Chief Justice John Roberts and conservative Justice Brett Kavanaugh siding with the liberals in a congressional redistricting case that many had feared would end up weakening the Voting Rights Act. Instead, in a five to four opinion, the court decided that a congressional redistricting map drawn by the Republican-led Alabama state legislature violated the Voting Rights Act. Because it drew only one district out of seven where a majority of voters were black, when one in four or more Alabamians are black. Uh, in, under this legislature's map, the court found many black voters were packed into one district, many others cracked or splintered into other districts, diluting their influence in elections. And the Chief Justice, in his opinion for the court, writing that the Voting Rights Act does not permit a state to provide some voters less opportunity to participate in the political process. In a fierce dissent, Justice Clarence Thomas said that the approach that Roberts and the liberals took amounted to the proportional allocation of political power on the basis of race. Roberts said courts just following the law, the Voting Rights Act, and this decision is just going to have a huge political impact, not just in Alabama, but right across the country. It could tip the balance of power in the House of Representatives after the next election. Got Welcome back in, 347 and the historic decision was made uh, by the Supreme Court this past week. And, of course, I know why you're laughing, Mr. Elias, because that Uncle Tom, well, Uncle Tom's not the right term. Let's just call him who he is. That Oreo cookie, sorry, bastard, Clarence Thomas, um, had a dissent. You know, this guy is an embarrassment to our race, and I wish there was a way we can take his ass in the tub and scrub the blackness off of him, change his first name to Charles, and then send him on his van way. He's ridiculous. And, oh and, and, but, oh well, that's God. true. I'm sorry, Vanessa. He, he, he makes my skin crawl. He is, the, he is the very definition of what we talked about during the last segment, that they have power and they think they can do what they want to do. The crap that I he's call done, him he should be, well, he should be in jail. That's what he should be, right? Well, his name is, is Stephen, if you ask me. That's Stephen. Well, what, oh, you, you know what? I like that. Steven from Django. You're right. That's who he yep, is. Yep, That's going to be yep. the new term, uh, Steven. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even Steven had some blackness to him. That joker cuss like a sailor. This clown here is just an uppity Negro, and we, I wish we could just ban him from the race. And I don't care who or what y'all think about it. I could care less. He's, he's ridiculous. But I digress. Let's talk about the decision that was made. 
Um, so once again, this kind of supports what we've been saying, Vanessa, for the longest. This country is really center left, I think, and that when you look at all of the voting, this country, you know, this country votes more Democrat, but yet we have more Republicans in these in these gubernatorial races. They usually win these state houses because of gerrymandering. Well, this decision, hopefully. We'll put it into some of this nonsense because that's what they do. They break up some of the big, strong black strongholds and they piece them off and stick them behind. Or, um, you know, they just they, they, they break them down. So if you have 50 people of uh, black folks, just keep it small numbers. You have 50 black folks, right? 100%. 50, then you have, you know, 10, 10, 10, and 10. So what you do is you start pulling people from that poll, from, from that 50, and start adding them to these other ones. And then that way, by the time it's all over with, that 50% majority is gone, and they have no voice. And so the Supreme Court put an end to it. What say you, Vanessa, in, in regards to this uh, decision that was made uh, to uh, stop this particular situation in Alabama, of all places, uh, stopping what they were trying to do? The Republicans, the Republicans are trying to do in that state. What say you? You know, I'm not, I can't speak on it. I can't speak on it because I haven't paid a lot of attention as to what's going on there. Um, yes, you can. I, I, yes, you can. You can speak on it. Absolutely you can. Well, you should be able to. Because think about it. There's, there's nothing. You don't have to do no research. Basically, what they did was say, hey, Alabama, you can't gerrymander, period. Who You're going to have to go that? back. The Supreme Court? The Supreme Court said it. Okay. Well, can they say that about that? Texas, can they, please, can they please help us out here in Texas? <laughs> well, it has to be brought before them, but, but, yeah. but I'm with you on that. But at the end of the day, it was Judge Roberts. Of course, there were the three liberal judges. The three I mean, females. Judge, Judge Roberts. What are you? Judge Roberts just as the Oreo because stuff is not about him. He just is crooked. Well, George, you know, uh-huh. look, he's he's conservative, but he has voted with the liberals on things, right? And then, but check this out. Hold on, hey, look, hold on to your hold on to your Kavanaugh. Story. <laughs> Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on what to your story. He sided with the liberals. Yep, sure did. You know how? On what? On what? On what did he did he side with them on? What was the discussion? What are we what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Trump Mm -hmm. boys are kind of turning a little bit, huh? There you go. And, and yeah. so, he, Mr. Elias, let me ask you this, because this is what we, because we, I've always said this, because people say, well, Republicans are racist. No, Republicans are not racist. What I look at, I look at it this way. There are true people who are conservatives, and they believe in a certain way of life. I'm not going to sit here and knock you for believing in what you believe in. If you feel that you need a government in place that's going to help you with your taxes because you make a whole lot of money, then you vote for your, you know, you vote your pocketbook. The problem that I have with what's going on with the Republican Party is that at some point in time, you have to stand up and, uh, and stand for something. And I've heard too many prominent Republicans over the last six years say, look, man, we, we put you before party, you know, because, yeah, we're going to come out of this thing fine, 
But at the end of the day, look how many people are going to be hurt by these decisions that these folks are making. And then they are racist in the, in the things that they're doing. They're supporting a crook, a person who is, who is just, I mean, this guy is a troll. I can't be a part of that party anymore. I believe in my conservative values, but I just can't support a party that supports this nonsense. So we can't say all Republicans are, are racist, right? No, you can't really say that. Oh, I don't say it. No. Well, of course you, you can't, can't really because then you get thrown out your little little campfires you be hanging out with. But I'm not sure. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. You know, you know, I always say that I'm 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 I'm, I'm not shocked. <laughs> Hell, I was shocked at this one. I was definitely shocked. I was like, what? When I saw this come across this tell my 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 feed, I was like, come on, man, this is this is a joke, isn't it? I said, I, I, <laughs> you thought I, it was April first. <laughs> yeah. You thought like, it was April first. So. <laughs> for their for their mis their misdeeds. 
So since they're not paying a political price, they continue to do the same thing. They don't care because they know most Americans are not paying attention to that nonsense in their minds. Like you said, Mr. Elias, Lindsey Graham was going to say, if it happened the other way around, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> It did. It happened. It was left. It was less than what thirty days. Yeah. They pushed her through. Come yes. On. Stop the match. Stop. Yes. Don't, don't don't hand me that crap ever again. Mm-mm. You're a liar. And that's what they they, they you know they, they should hey man every time they address they should call him Ryan Mitch McConnell Ryan Lindsey Graham. That's what they you oh, yeah. was lying. You're lying. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it's amazing because, you know, once a Republican, always a Republican. And, yeah, we can sit here and say, oh, the Republicans, you know, they made a great decision, whatever. You know, listen, if you vote your values, then that's your business. But when you start cheating, that's a whole different ballgame. You can sit here and say, well, Mitch McConnell said some, you know, when, when he stood up and said that Donald Trump was wrong, we're going to applaud him for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you okay, did a good okay, team, but like Mitch McConnell Day, they done. do it. Just talk like Mitch. Go ahead and do it. Talk like this. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, President Trump. Uh, we, we decided that uh, President Trump uh, has every right in the world to, uh, according to our Constitution, uh, to uh, put, put uh, uh, the Supreme Court justice on. Uh, yeah, that, that's him. That's that dude. <laughs> Thank you very much. Round of applause, please. But, you know, at the end of the day, we applaud these people, but, you know, that's who they are. If you disagree with me, that's fine, but don't cheat because you can't win. Yes, you talk about the will of the people, Mr. Elias. Yeah. The will of the people. The will, we recognize the will of the people when it's beneficial for you. And it's not even beneficial for you. You're cheating to make sure it's beneficial for you. This exactly. is garbage. This is garbage. Exactly. It's electoral college. That's garbage. It's garbage. It is. It is. It's garbage. It definitely is. What? It should be, it think should about be revamped the, a long think, time ago. Think about this, Mr. Elias. The last two Republican presidents, they did not win mm-hmm. the popular vote. At all. At all. <laughs> that's, the, that's the world we live in. Oh, that is the world we live in, and 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 they you know they they, they jag, like like I said when they jagged the district so much. I, right now the Democrats should be going full speed to get all those all those all those districts that they have redistricted done. They should they shouldn't even that that should be their whole concentration up until twenty twenty four. They should, that's what they should do, go state by state, especially Wisconsin, you know, and uh, definitely Texas. Hell, the one they did in Galveston where they took away the the, the, the Democratic vote. So they, they, all they said was, well, we don't want this to be Democratic whole stronghold anymore. Nope, it's not anymore. Now, let's go back. They should go out to all these states to do it, all of them. They, should, they shouldn't even they – should, they should challenge every last one of them. They shouldn't hold her. They shouldn't hold nothing. Jay, Jay did you see where yeah. your governor, did you see where your, your governor, governor just passed a law? <laughs> your governor just passed a law that you don't have to, well, it's kind of good, but you don't have to go and get your car inspected anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't want to buy a used car from Texas. Because if it's not being inspected, that means that it's probably raggedy, all kind of stuff is wrong with it. You're not going to find it out. You buy it and you can't get a warranty. Come on now, Jay. What well, with me here? Well, well, keep in mind now, the, the only thing the inspections do is check for emissions. I mean, as far as the mechanical state of the car, I mean, it checks for emissions. Part of the yeah. converter with the air, the smoke and stuff in the air. Right, right. Okay, okay. I, I agree. So we're going to have all this damn pollution because all of these uninsured motorists, and we know who the uninsured motorists are, all these uninsured <laughs> motorists are going to be riding around with these cars, and they're going to be having smoke and pollution everywhere. And then people like well, me with asthma are going to be... Okay, come on now. I don't un- well. I don't understand him anyway because that's a money maker for the state of Texas. He's taking it away, really uh, you know. He's it's taking away. Really you don't have to have license anymore. I mean, it's just crazy yeah. what this guy is doing. And I mean, it's just what nuts. I do like, but it's going to hurt us. Is he doesn't want us to have property tax anymore, so we don't have any property tax. But guess what they're going to do? Guess what they're going to do? Mark my no, words. Of course, him and the, Wait, uh, well, him and Dan Patrick are fighting it out. Mark my words. What they're going to do? Regular homeowners who's going to get that, who have their exemption on the first house, will not have to pay any taxes at all. But people like me, who might have a rental property somewhere else, they're going to make me pay it. There you go. Or maybe maybe, maybe they'd be like the state of Indiana, and certain areas you just got to have, you just got to have the mission testing by. That's how yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's just it's so crazy. He wants to control the air you breathe. He want to control yeah. if I go and have if my coochie and me and have an abortion. He wants okay, to control. Okay, that right, there it is. Okay, this thank you. This man wants to control how often I screw. I mean, he literally wants to control oh everything. I'm ready then. Jay, Using opinions you know I'm right. the opinions of Vanessa Maybell. Using opinions are the opinions of Vanessa only. And uh, okay, thank you very much, Vanessa, for thank you for that Texas report uh, for people who are living in Texas. Three four six eight five one two seven two. All right, we're gonna start by take a break. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, part one of Marietta Music's Corner uh, is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Once upon a time, in a place called Mzansi, the people love driving cars everywhere. They use lots and lots of electricity. Then a very strange thing happened. The weather began to change. In some places there were droughts where before there was rain. In other places the rivers flooded. The grown-ups realized they were contributing to the strange weather. They discovered if they used clean energy and less electricity, they could save Mzanti for their children. What happened then? How the story unfolds is up to each and every one of us. Switch off, recycle, change. Help save tomorrow, today.
Overnight, police in Acala, Florida have now arrested a homeowner 
For the fatal shooting of a mother of four in front of her nine-year-old son, it was a tragic end to an ongoing feud between neighbors, and the case is testing the state's stand-your-ground law. Police say Susan Lorenz fired the fatal shot through her front door, killing Ajaka Owens. Investigators report Lorenz was unhappy with Owens' children playing in front of her home. She allegedly threw skates at Owens' nine-year-old son and called the children the N-word and slaves. When Owens knocked on the door to confront the neighbor, police say Lorenz fired through the door. My grandchildren's mother was shot and killed with her nine-year-old son standing next to her. She had no weapon. She posed no imminent threat to anyone. Police agreed, saying the stand-your-ground law does not apply in this case. In fact, some police departments have called for the problematic law to be repealed. Lorenz is now home, awaiting formal charges in her day in court. Well, then it's after the hour. You're listening to the Serious Times, the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It's just a sad story. A mother shot and killed right next to her nine-year-old son. Uh, after confronting a neighbor who threw skates at her children and called them the N-word and called them slaves. This is just, once again, an, an example of an America that has gone extremely wrong. Um, you know, when we first heard of this story, uh, guys, um, it kind of reminded us of the other story where a 16-year-old who had gone to pick up his twin brothers ended up on the wrong porch ended up getting shot in the head. Uh, Thank goodness he is recovering. Um, uh, Or the Texas cheerleader who got into the wrong car uh, at an H-E-B. And she actually got out the car and said, I'm I'm sorry, I apologize. And, uh, you know, um, got shot. Got shot him anyway. Just kind of shows you the toxic mix of hatred, uh, quick access to weapons, just pure, just evil, Ms. Elias, when you think about some of the things um, that uh, we cover on this show. And this story is no different. They said this was an ongoing feud between the neighbors. And, you know, so the kids, so basically what happened, the kid, one of the kids left an iPod in the lady's front lawn. And so when no. they were going to retrieve it. No. Well, that's what I heard. No. That's not what happened. So you're, no. saying, no. you're saying that's not what happened. No, they, they, were, they were in a park. It was in a they park. park. They went the field. Yes. Yeah, yes. They went in a park playing, and she didn't like them over there playing in that park. So they, 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 they and their haste to leave, the kid left his iPad there. And then she, when they, the lady came back to get his iPad and, and address why this woman was throwing, doing this stuff to him, she threw skates and, and threw the iPad and broke the iPad. So they were not going on. No, they were in a park. They were in a park, and this lady didn't like them playing in that park. This is why I couldn't. Which is across the street from her house. Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So why didn't I? What got me disconnected is why wasn't she arrested from the very beginning? Because all that lady did was knock on her door, and you shot through the door. You shot through the door, so there was no immediate danger to you because your door was closed. Yeah, but, you know, 
Well, 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 the authority said, and, you know, and I'll give them credit on this. They said, listen, guys, we understand, but we have to do our due diligence. We it, we know what it looks like, but we still due have to. Well, but they, but they arrested that, her. If that was a black person, if that well, was a black well, person, yeah. they have been arrested right on the spot. Come on, well, I mean, well, well, okay. I mean, listen, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I mean, it, and history has proven that that probably would be the uh, case. But in this mm-hmm. particular case, they, they had to do their due diligence, and they arrested her shortly thereafter. Right. Now, she's at home right now waiting for trial. Maybe she posted bond. I have no idea. But go ahead, Vanessa. It sounds like you wanted to get in here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I dropped the phone. But but I'm sorry. I just – if she had been black, they would have arrested her and figured out the law from the jail. Later. I agree. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. They gave her the benefit of the doubt and say, "Okay, stand your ground, law." But then when people started protesting, and that black attorney came in, then they wanted to go another route. Is this white woman gonna go? Because it was like premeditated. She heard the woman knocking. Then she took a few minutes and went and got her gun. She she was in no kind of danger. Is she gonna get a happen? No, because she is she going to do what? You're breaking up. Is she going to do what? Get a lot of years. Is she going to get a lot of years in prison? No. I think. Well, I think she is. Yeah, I think so. I what mean, do you because call a lot of years, Jay. What? What you well, call a lot I of mean, years? Well, I mean, well, I put. I know it's going to be at least ten because they said second degree murder. You know, so I'm thinking at least okay. ten. I know she looks like she's probably her. Yeah, yeah the second degree murder. Yeah, she looks like she's in her late 50s, so second degree, 10, 15 years since she'll be in there until she's, you know, 70 or whatever the case may be, well, 80, whatever. You know, because all she got to do for good behavior is half and be home in seven years. Well, well, that's true. Well, that's true. I mean, but we don't know what it's going to be. But, but you know, I think they said the maximum charge only could be 20. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just I guess the bigger picture here is, you know, and I don't know what happened, uh, but you know, you go confront a neighbor and they shoot you. But this kind of goes back to that toxic mix. You know, people are scared. You know, so what you do, you're afraid of somebody, and then you're just going to pull out a gun. She wasn't and you, scared. Like she was evil, Jay. She well, that's was true not too. scared. Well, she, she was, was scared. Evil. Yeah, I think she was scared. I think she was, was scared of that. Was scared. She, what was she scared of? She was the one being a bully. Getting her ass whooped yeah. when she walked outside. That's what she was scared of because I know I would be like, to whoa. And then Kids are, hell, my neighbor's kids are always, always in my yard playing. I don't care. 
you know. But at the end of the day, if they were in the park like you guys are reporting, then that makes it even worse. They were in a park. She didn't like them being in that park, and then and she would call them all kind of derogatory names. So, you know, and, and, and okay, like you said, you know, Sanya Ground Law. Okay, you're not even in, you're not even in, 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 in the, so I can do anything to you. You shot through a metal door. You shot, shot through a metal door. Yeah, listen, oh. I'm not. I know sometimes if I'm that scared, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. If I'm oh, that scared, okay. hey, 911, I got a crazy lady at my door. Because you know damn well when a crazy white woman calls, oh, my God, I'm being attacked by a black person. The police will be well, in 10 seconds. Well, 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 let me put it this way. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for one second. And what I mean by that is this. If, if, some, if I feel if somebody's beating on my back door and I feel they're going to kick my back door in, yeah, I may call 911, but I'm going to have my pistol. That's for sure. So, I mean, I don't know okay. what the circumstances are. Okay, but you, you I don't kick know. my door in, that's what I got to go There's a difference in having you your pistol and shooting through the door. I, well, I, just, I door, understand. He, but, he don't get through the door. You're not but, any but, day, but, You know what? You I, I, I get it, Vanessa. Vanessa, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, I'm going to use your favorite saying. That's, you know, that's why Baskin and Robbins has 33 flavors. At the end of the day, people react differently to a whole lot of things. So I'm not saying it's right, wrong. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, that, you know, she wasn't wrong. Please don't, don't walk away from the conversation with that. I'm just saying that people react differently. She's an elderly white woman, and she said, oh, my God, here's this big black scary woman knocking on my door. Let me shoot and kill her. And she has hatred in her heart. And you can't tell me that. Okay. She's calling them, calling them slaves and the, the N-word. If you are afraid of the scary black woman, leave the scary black woman's children alone. Oh, no. Thank you. I agree. Thank I you. agree. Thank you. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. I think that when you look at it from so when you kind of take prison, a look at it, whip her ass for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in prison. You watch. <laughs> she said for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have nothing else to add to that at all, Mr. Elias. Anything <laughs> you want to add to those comments before we step out of here? Look, man, that's that's what said. You know. Yeah. They've been getting away with this stuff for years, man. They didn't need to stop it and, and, and leave it alone, man. Because, look, they, she killed this woman and she ain't proven that she's a racist piece of crap. So take her ass to jail. Let them do what they need to do to her. <laughs> I can't stop that either. All right, we're stepping out. Part two coming up next. You're listening to the serious side. 347 We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best. Mm-hmm. 
lasted. I've been thinking about magic, happen, action, baby, we never lasted. Magic, madness, maybe you was just gassing. But it was better than I imagined. Drastic action, see, we was just practice. Sadness, masking, hated you with a passion. Teddy, granted, baby, I didn't cap it. Cause it was better than I imagined On his deep words Cause it hurts me But still I can't See myself with no one else Cause it was better than I imagined Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors.
for all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. <laughs> Welcome back here, 347-850-1272. It's the serious side of the Cheer Out Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. And, of course, it's time to say hello to our crew. Good morning, Miss Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli. How are you? I'm living the dream in Texas. I'm living the dream. You're also a music critic, but I digress. Miss Elias, good morning. How are you, yeah. sir? <laughs> uh, well, good morning, good morning, good morning. You good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, my sister. Good morning, Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Mary and the Music. And Mary the Music, that first song was by Richard Rodriguez. It's called Don't Be Afraid. And the last one is by Robin Glassman. It's called Better Than a Match. And it's featuring Michelle Hendon Telling. Oh. And one of my brothers talking, and one of my brothers Jerome. Ms. <laughs> Elliot, can we say hello to the people in the chat room as well? <laughs> uh, we got my brother Corvina, man, that was a smash. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Corvina. Oh, Hi, Mr. Corvina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All right. Uh, well, listen, we have a few minutes before we get into this next segment. Uh, something that we didn't talk about earlier that I really wanted to kind of bring up. Uh, Brittany Griner, Ms. Elias, uh, her and her teammates were yelled at by a right-wing uh, uh, influencer. Is that the name that they call these people on YouTube? Influencer? A right-wing yes. influencer yelling at her and her teammates uh, while they were at the airport. Um, how do you feel now that Brittany's been home for a minute? How do you feel about that whole thing, man? About about as far as what? Yeah, just yeah. Well, you know, because you know the the family of Paul Whelan, they're still saying, hey, you know, Paul is still overseas. You know, in jail, he was over there first. You know, this lady gets out. They think because she's a celebrity, that's the reason why she got preferential treatment. Well, the Russians said they weren't going to release Paul, and so the Americans got to take what they can get. So, what do you think? I, my thought process there. She has. What, what does she have to do with him, with, with him getting released? All she can do is be an advocate for him and speak up and say, "Hey." This man needs to be released. But other than that, what can she do to get him released? There's nothing she can do. So why are you yelling at her? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> let me say this because I'm thinking, I'm putting myself in Paul Whelan's 
Well, let me ask you, Vanessa, before I respond, what do you think about how she's kind of carried herself since she's you know, been home? Well, let me first say that his brother uh, was being interviewed and said, since they were not going to release his brother from prison, that they might as well go ahead and release somebody. Somebody might as well get to go home. So, right. you know, if he's okay with it, hell, I'm okay with it. It wasn't nobody related to me. Uh, and since she has gotten home, Bobby has brought it to my attention because I don't pay that girl any attention. But he told me to look at how she has changed her image. She how changed so? her image a huh? How? She's cut all of those nappy looking dreads off of her head and cut it down to just look like a nice well, she didn't uh, say nappy. clean. Yeah, I did say nappy. <laughs> yeah, man. I ain't cut up. She has that kind of looking stuff in her head, some dreads, because that's what dreads are. Uh, and, and, they, and she cut it off, and now she's just down to her basic curls. Uh, now, as far as the way she's acting, I don't know that she's done anything wrong since she's been home. So if she has, enlighten me on what she's done wrong. But I think she's making well, herself I, low profile, and she's cleaning herself up the way she looks. It's just thank you. That's interesting. All right. Well, okay. All right. Well, all right, well, well let's get to the next topic then. Online radio at its best. Deja Taylor is now facing federal gun and drug charges, and according to her attorney, she plans to plead guilty. Newport News police previously said Taylor legally purchased the 9mm handgun her son used to shoot his first grade teacher, but a newly filed federal complaint now says Taylor lied on her application to purchase and possess the gun. New documents from federal prosecutors accuse Taylor of unlawfully using marijuana while in possession of a gun and making a false statement during the purchase of a firearm. Prosecutors say Taylor made a false claim when buying her gun in 2022. Documents say she told workers of the gun store that she did not use drugs, but federal prosecutors say she was, quote, in fact, an unlawful user of marijuana. Marijuana is legal in Virginia, but not federally. When you buy a gun, you're required to answer if you use or are addicted to controlled substances, which includes marijuana on the required documents. In a statement, Taylor's attorney James Ellenson said by pleading guilty, it eliminates the need for the government to take the case to a grand jury. All right, there you go. So I'm pretty sure you guys heard the story. The six-year-old who shot his teacher, teacher is suing the school district. Well, people were wondering, okay, how the hell did he get his hands on the gun? So his mother came out, took responsibility for it. Now she is being federally charged uh, for the crime. And you heard the charges. Uh, Vanessa, your thoughts, please. My thought is all of these children that are shooting people, like somebody recently in the last week, just like six, Shot their one-year-old sister or brother that was in the house. This was recently during the last week. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think that the parents yeah. are at fault for that because they have metal boxes that you can put a little lock on and put the gun in there and put it in the top of the post closet, like police officers do, or put it in a safe, something that the children can't get to. But when you leave it out all willy-nilly, and these kids do that. I think that if you can have a parent 
go to jail because they can't make great day. If a parent goes to jail in HIMC because their children does not go to class, I know damn well you need to be in prison for your child to keep another child with a gun. You know that's well, she shot, he shot the teacher, not another child. Well, she shot, huh? she, she, she shot, he shot his teacher, not another child. But I know, I get your but point. I'm telling you, Jay, last week, a child shot another child. Oh, okay. A child shot another child. It's happening so frequently with this all of this stuff, Jay, you can't keep up because everybody's got a gun. Everybody's yeah. got a gun. So I'm just saying, the parents need to be the ones who get in trouble for this. The, the parents, you just can't say, oh, that baby didn't know what he was doing, and the baby get away. Okay, the baby didn't know. But I bet you the mama or the daddy knew that that gun should have been locked up. So I'm getting kind of tired of this. If you can get a so what's the age limit? Well, let me ask you this. What's the age limit on it? Lock because it up. No, no. What's the age limit on you're saying that parents should be held responsible when their kids do stuff? So what's the age limit on it? Is there an age limit in your mind? You know what, Jay? I don't know. My aunt, Jay, no, my aunt is raising, was, my aunt was raising her daughter's child. She couldn't make okay. the little hoodlum go to school. They wanted to find my aunt in her mid-70s $500 because the child was missing school. If you are finding a parent because Wait you minute. can't make these. Yes, Wait a minute. They're going to charge her. Five, what is that? What do you mean $500? What? I've never heard of anything like that. You're saying the school is going to try to charge her? Who is going to try to charge her to school? School can't charge yes. a parent for. for had to go I never to heard court, that before Jay. in my life. Jay, wow. Jay, my okay. aunt had to I'm... go to court about that little wow. bad ass heathenish child, grandchild of hers, not going to school. And it was five hundred dollars. Uh. It was so much money per day. It was about five hundred dollars. So my philosophy oh, this, is was that court cost? You can I mean, was that my aunt who was raising yeah. her grandchild yeah. for not going to school, the child not going to school, then I know that these parents need to be accountable for these other these children getting their hands on guns. Somebody's got to be held accountable, Jay, or they're never going to lock the guns up and put a lock on it and put it on top of the closet. Now, but what I'm asking to see when you get a key. So do, a, do the lock with a combination. I bet you they can't do that. But these parents got to be held accountable, Jay. But what, I, what I'm asking you, what is the age? What's the age? age? Okay. Yeah, I think because they're minors until they're 18. From zero to 17. Okay. Because a lot of children graduated 17. Zero to 17. The parents should be held accountable. So, I do. So so if a teenager at the age of 16 goes out and hangs with the wrong crowd and ends up shooting somebody from a gun he got in his parents' house, you're trying to tell me that the parents should be held liable for that? Uh-huh. Lock. That's interesting. What part of did I say lock the gun up? Didn't you understand? Okay, but let's say they locked the gun up in the. Okay, at, at 17, 16, 17, they probably know how to unlock the thing better than their parents. They're little, they're little grown people at that stage of their lives. Okay, well, so Jay, they, well, they're running through the house and they find like it. That. Okay, Jay, then let's say exactly. 15, but it is most certainly not 12 or 13. Okay, I'm just, I'm 12 just or 13, asking. Jay. 
Okay. I'm just asking. Keep it in the trunk of your car. Keep it in a box. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to fight about this. Because uh, what somebody in my about? family, I just asked you, I, somebody in my family that was old yeah. in her mid-70s, well, right. not mid, because she was like 72, and okay. she go to court. She went to court because the child wouldn't go to school because the child would leave the house and skip school. Okay, so I just feel like if they're going to do that, then you can charge these damn parents for them, their kids shooting somebody. You can put whatever age on it you want. But these parents lay these guns down. They put them under the bed. They hide them under the pillow. The children looking at them. And you think that nobody should be held accountable? Okay. Y'all can call in and say whatever y'all want because I'm going to stand with this one. No, hey, listen, I, I get it. Just breaking news, uh, we're, we're seeing, uh, it looks like a part of I-95 in Philadelphia, the bridge, the, the road collapsed. The old people are okay. Man, that's crazy. A fire caused the roads to collapse, which makes you wonder when you're traveling across the highways and byways of America, you know, when was the last time these bridges were inspected? You know, it just makes you nervous when you when you deal with that type of stuff. Mr. Taylor, ask me your thoughts on this. Man, I, I, I totally agree that, hey, man, I, I, I'm a gun collector. And, and all my guns, you know, when I, when I have company at the house, I lock them up. I lock, and they're on the lock and key. And I got a gun safe, and then in, inside that gun safe, they got gun on, on the triggers that they're locked, and then the keys are hidden away so that, that, so that you won't be able to find them. So there's a way around it. There's definitely ways around it. So you agree with Vanessa that okay? So wish so you agree with Vanessa that uh, parents should be held accountable for when their kids go out and commit crimes? No, not when they go out and commit crimes. No, no, because you can't stop a kid from that, that. I can't be responsible for somebody else's action. But if my gun did cause something of that nature, you know, if I know if I know the kid like Rick, we're having a, a, a family game here, and and after the family game, people used to come to my house. So I usually take my guns and I put them in a way and so that nobody knows where they're at. So that, you know, hey, but if I'm here by myself, yeah, I, 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 I'm not that careful with them because I know I, if I need to go to work, I'm going to go to work. But that's just how, that's, that's, that's me. But if I had kids, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep them out of my, out of my gun collection. All right, so if a 15-year-old figure out how to get to your gun that's locked and he gets the keys and go out and shoot somebody, should you go to jail? It's your weapon. If it, if it, okay, but if, if, if I got him locked up and he finds my keys, yeah. he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty astute. He's pretty astute yeah. to find them. Yeah, he's pretty astute. So should I go to but, jail? I mean, if, they, if, I, if I'm careless with him, you know, so it's careless if if you're careless. So if you just left your weapon, let's one day you try to close the door of your gun safe and you you thought it closed because this happens. I mean, I hell, I've walked off and been gone a whole weekend and my damn house is open. I'm like, oh damn, I thought I closed the door. So it can happen. So the, you know, it's open. The kid walks in and grabs the weapon. You had all the great intentions on you know doing the right thing. He takes it out, goes out and shoot up a bunch of people. They're coming and knocking at your door saying, hey, guess what? Assume the position, and you should be held liable. I, the bigger picture here is where does, at some point, do we hold parents responsible for when their kids are out here committing these crimes? 
And in some cases you can say, well, yeah, because their parents don't really give a damn. But then there are some cases where you have kids who come from, you know, uh, great families, and them jokers just decide they want to be a thug. So how do you cross the line? What about the parents in, in Michigan? The, what about the, the, high school, the high school shooting where the guy, they bought the gun for the kid. Because they okay, they yeah. responsible gun on it. Well, no, they that's what they thought. No, they didn't. Well, no, they, they didn't. No, they found stuff that showed that that kid was uh, just, matter of fact, that's why they were charged, because they knew that kid had mental issues. And his mom had even kind of, if we're talking about the same story, his mom had even kind of commented on something, don't go out and shoot nobody. They went and bought him a weapon. They know that kid shouldn't have had a weapon. He was, he was so that have, Okay, so that is. Yeah, they, they should have been charged. They were charged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were charged. That is extreme. Just, just like there's extremes on one side, there's extremes on the other. Well, that's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But but I, I guess at the end of the day, the bigger picture here is now she's being charged for what her six-year-old son did, and um, and she pleaded guilty because she lied on her application saying that she wasn't using drugs, and she was. And, and um yeah. We ain't really drugs, man. You know what I'm saying? Say what? Weed is not really a drug, man. Well, that's yeah. that's because you smoke weed. And no, it, if it's illegal, then it is a drug. It's a control. If it's illegal, it, she can, it, it's legal in that state too. So it, you know, she didn't have the proper whatever to smoke it. I mean, come on. I mean, if, it's if, legal, it's if it's a drug, it's, it's a drug. State, if it's legal in that state, then you don't need it. You don't need the fire. It's for medicinal purposes, bro. She didn't. She, come on, man, stop. No, I, I know you love weed. If you're going to if you're going to Las Vegas, you don't need no no nothing to buy weed. If it's legal, okay, well, it's Las Vegas. Vegas. This is Virginia. If it happened in Las Vegas, then you have a point. I, we, we, you know, listen. They okay, yeah, they're making weed. They're making weed legal in some states. Okay, fine. But you know it's a process. You know some some places it's legal for you to you know carry a weapon with a license. You got to go through the process. Cause, oh well, you know no, it's it's not legal to carry a weapon. It is if you're not licensed. It's not legal to smoke weed. It is if you don't go get the proper credentials to smoke it. I mean we have laws. Just keep willy nilly the laws because we want to. That's Donald Trump. Laws are laws. So she's going to be charged. She is charged, and, you know, unfortunately her six. Now, they said her six-year-old kid has mental issues. I watched a video the other day, and I'll tell you something. Let me just take a few minutes to say what's up to the teachers out there. Wait, Jay. Wait, Jay. You said the child got mental issues, and you made it so that the child could get to the gun. Really, Jay? Okay. All right. Continue. Well, I agree with you. I saw this video, and I take my hat off to to, to teachers. This little girl, she had to be about six or seven. She was throwing a major temper tantrum in her kindergarten class. When I tell you she was taking stuff, she was pulling down shells. She was spitting on the teachers. She was throwing crayons all over the place. She was throwing lunch bags and stuff. She was screaming at the top of her lungs. 
And the teacher was like, are you, are you done now? She's like, no, you fat cow. She was, I was saying, ooh-wee. It took everything in my power not to put my hands on that little girl. And they can't touch them. They can't touch them. And when I tell you she was going through a straight-up WWE turn, she grabbed, I mean, because you know if you go to some of these kindergarten classes, they have all the coaching stuff and racks. She grabbed that thing and pulled that thing down like she was in there creating havoc. She kicked and, sp- and, and spit at the teacher. I missed and it's like days. that little girl, oh. Well, and then, you know, you read the comments, oh, well, that little girl was having, oh, she's having, she's in mental distress. This child needs help. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this is the song I was saying. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Oh, Lord. Lord yeah. have mercy. Let me hear get to church so I pray. Teachers, yeah, pray. Teachers have to put up with this nonsense, and they can't touch these kids. I no. saw another video where this 17-year-old dude stood up in the front of class and, and was threatening the teacher. He was an Asian teacher. He said, sit down. He said, what you going to do, you little bitch? I mean, he was, and he couldn't, I'm like, what is going on? Trust me. That's why some of yeah. people are leaving their profession. Uh, yes. That's why they're leaving the profession. Who they're getting. You don't pay me enough. The youngsters, they're getting the youngsters who get out of school and they go teach, and then when they get, they didn't have enough of it after five years, uh, they move to something else or they become a principal. They go back to school and get whatever masters and PhDs and stuff they need to become principals and social workers and all that kind of stuff within the school district without teaching. That you know, So that's what's going on with it. And I do feel sorry for them, and I commend them. And a lot of times I post stuff on my board because I know all the people on my board and some of their children, too, that are teachers. So, you know, Jay, right. it's, just, it's just horrible, horrible, horrible right now. And these kids are horrible, horrible, because they didn't grow up like us. If your mama tell you not to move and she shrinks her eyes at you or her lips at you and you move, she took you outside and whipped your ass right there in the church parking lot or in the, in the bathroom. Well, right now, you can't touch these children. So I always say this until everybody at the sound of my voice. If you are a grandparent or whatever, if you put fear in those children by the time they are two, three, and four years old, when you get out in public and you tell little Johnny not to do something and you give them that look, they're going to know not to do it. But as long yeah. as they say, I'm going to tell my dad and you scared your husband going to say something or somebody, oh, I'm going to dial 911. See, I would have you so afraid that you wouldn't be able to dial 911. And yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I got yeah. two nieces that are like that. She, 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 my one niece. Be that son and told us, now you, now, you, now you can go call, and now here's the quarter so you can go find a phone booth and call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's crazy. And, and my kid's a, a teacher, and she told me something she did with us. I said, what are you doing? She's like, look here, Pops, I know how to use phone books. It don't leave no marks. It don't leave no marks. All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> 
The creators of the long-running cartoon series South Park are relaunching an iconic, almost 50-year-old Mexican restaurant in the Denver suburb. As NPR's Chloe Veltman explains, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have spent millions of dollars to rescue Casa Bonita after it was closed during the pandemic. Few people outside of the Denver area had heard of Casa Bonita, adored by locals for offering kitschy entertainments like cliff divers and puppet shows despite its terrible food, until the cavernous restaurant was featured in South Park. Well, it appears that Eric here is responsible for Butters missing because he wanted to go to Casa Bonita. Series creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker, both native Coloradans, funneled more than $40 million towards renovating the landmark after the business went bankrupt in 2020. Casa Bonita recently opened its doors to invited guests. The official launch date has yet to be announced. Chloe Veltman, NPR News. Fire officials in Canada say rains expected on Sunday could help to clear up smoky air in the region, but they say it will not reach the forest fires that continue to burn in Quebec province for several days. There are more than 400 fires burning across the country, with 144 of them in Quebec. Officials say it's not unusual to have fires in the summer, but their broad scope this year and their early arrival is considered to be unprecedented. C.T. Pan is out in front in the Canadian Golf Open after shooting a 666 on Saturday at Oakdale. Pan birdied the final two holes for his 66. Rory McIlroy is just two strokes behind. He's looking to win his third straight Canadian Open. He won last year after the tournament was dark for two years because of COVID. I'm Dale Wilman, NPR News. Support for this NPR podcast is made possible by PwC, who wants you to know that they don't make products to solve any business problem. They make them to solve your specific challenges, putting their 175 years of experience into every product they make. Discover what they can do for you. At PwC, it adds up to the new equation. PwC.com slash U.S. slash product. Welcome back in, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for Pastor Steve's Nature Case. Now, before we get into it, I have some good news. I have some great news. While we were messing around the show today, I figured out how to fix the damn message machine. Yes, it was a coding error on my behalf. Unfortunately, it's downloading every damn message that was put in this thing for the last two months. So, uh, needless to say. <laughs> Not reading any messages today, but it is working, so next week we should be back on it. I am so proud of myself, but then again, I feel like an idiot because I should have thought this a long time ago. But it is time for uh, comments. Mr. Elias, do you have anything, man, for the chat room? Yeah, I got uh, Corvina, man, says, lock him up. Let his ass run from jail. How about Trump? <laughs> hey, listen, I love that, Corvina, man. Short, sweet, and simple, and direct to the point. And on that note... Online radio at its best. Folks, it's been a hell of a show. It's been a hell of a work week. It's been a hell of a week for news. A lot to cover in a very short period of time. But now it's time for our final thoughts. And Miss Vanessa, Vanessa May Belly from the Mac and Mac and Belly final thoughts. Oh my goodness. I was waiting to see if anybody was gonna send you any messages. I want to see what they're gonna say. Um, well, I'm pretty no. sure there's a whole bunch of them in there. Oh, make sure you I wanna hear about them next week. Uh, you know what, guys? This whole country is in trouble, not just Texas. But Texas is having it pretty rough. So this whole country is in trouble. So we all need to pray for this country. Um, it's just done. They're so busy worried about women, what they're doing with their bodies. And they got, they don't, they're not even touching the gun laws. 
that needs to be addressed. So people need to stop and think, how are these people getting in office? Because there are people that's out there that's not going to vote. So get out, vote, get an opinion, because if you don't vote, you don't have one. At least I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. and it's beautiful in Texas today, so I'm glad to be back on the show and talk to y'all. Well, we're glad that you're back on the show. And, yes, it is hot uh, up in this piece, 102, last time I checked in my car. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Uh, the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man, final thoughts. Well, in Indiana, it's, it's nippy as hell out here. That's like in the 60s, man. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Thank God for the cold weather, though. Um, <laughs> uh, look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. So, hey, get out and vote. And, hey, Democrats, Republican Party, the, the, the Supreme Court has just opened it up for you. So get out there and, and down that chair, man, get back to what you need to get back to. Let's, let's get it going. Hey. All right, listen, a couple of thoughts. First of all, traveling grace for my baby. She spent her 30th birthday, my baby, hey. my baby in Las Vegas. Sent me a picture of her. I'm like, okay, that dress is a little too dang on small. We'll talk about that when you get back in uh, H Town. <laughs> but uh, Mike, just just a beautiful young lady, uh, traveling great. She is actually in the air as we speak. But happy birthday to my love, love her to death. Uh, I also want to say what's up and say thank you to my boy, guy named Harry. Met him at uh, a place called Hop Doggy. Burger Bar in Austin. That's why I'm in Austin this weekend. Uh, AAU tournament's going on, and so I'm here uh, supporting my youngest daughter. But uh, the brother treated me right, man, at the, at the restaurant last night. So big shout out to him. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for all you people out there that are just going through some tough times, just some tough moments, just want to say, just keep your head up, you know. You know, God is able and he does answer prayer. He's not going to put more on your shoulders that you cannot bear. I had a conversation with a young lady the other day. She says, I don't know, Jay. She said, I don't know. I don't think I can take it. I'm like, yeah, you can. And the reason why you can take it is because we're having a conversation about it now. So just keep your head up. Continue to be strong and continue to pray, you know, if you believe in God. If you don't believe in God, that's your fault. That's your problem. You have to deal with that when it's your time at the pearly gates. And on that note, Mr. L, to the E, to any anything else, Mr. L, yes, man, before we shut it down, any, anything that just crossed your mind you want to shout out, shout out real, real quick or no? Uh, hey, no, not actually. You don't want to wish your niece happy birthday? You don't want to do that? Okay. All right, no problem. Yeah, well, All I've right. already wished her happy birthday. I've already wished her a happy birthday that day. I got up at yeah, 6 o'clock well. that morning and wished her a happy birthday. Yeah, so well, you know, you usually you do it on the show, too. Why are you trying to make well, me feel bad? Because that's what I do, because I'm a hater. Mm-hmm. I'm a hater-hater from the Himalayas. I know. I know. <laughs> and on that note, Mr. Elias. <laughs> 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 it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's <laughs> time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. So for Vanessa, for my boy, this LES, I'm Jay Ross, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. See you next week, folks. Take care.